What's up, guys? It's Denise Salcedo, and I scored an interview with one of the coolest people ever. She's a cooking extraordinaire. She's the gold standard in broadcasting, and she's a fellow Swifty. Please welcome my guest for today, Renee Paquette. What's up, Renee? Hi. Um, okay, so first of all, I'd like to just put this out there that um, I thought I was going to have a lot more time to fully get ready for this today. I did put on a little bit of blush. I don't know if you can see it, um, but I thought oh, it was great. I just thought I was going to have a better look today, but for some reason, time just gets away from you, you know? Yeah. Renee, I'm sorry, but if this is your look that you're like, oh, I didn't like, you know, really put that much effort in, you still look fabulous, okay? I wish I looked that good just with like a hat and a hoodie. I love it. You pop on a hat. Don't have to worry about the hair. Exactly. Yeah. my favorite days are actually the ones where you can just put on an oversized sweater, put your hair up in a bun, and not have anyone even look at you. Yes. I feel like a lot of my days are turning into that lately, so sometimes I crave the like days of actually putting on real clothes, but now it just feels like such an effort. Oh, my gosh. feels like so much work, and for what? Exactly. There's two types of days now. There's makeup days, and then there's no makeup days. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mine are more no makeup days usually. I'm usually bouncing between like going to the gym, going to the grocery store, but now I'm trying to like get some stuff happening on Twitch. So while I'm on there, I feel like I should at least put on some concealer or something. Like, I gotta look alive. Gotta look like everyone's, you know, that's my thing. Something, I don't know, a happy medium in there somewhere. Exactly. So Renee, let's talk about the fact that you are embarking on this new chapter in your life. You just mentioned Twitch. You have your cookbook coming out. You have your podcast. You have a baby on the way. There is so much happening in your life right now. How do you feel about everything going on right now? I feel really tired. (laughs) So it's funny because so I'm like just entering my second trimester right now. And Everyone's like, oh, you'll feel like I, I've, I've had it very easy. I will say, I mean, I was a little bit nauseous during the first trimester for like a few weeks, just like everything was gross to me. Um, so I'm at least past that. But now I'm like, oh, my God, I just want to take naps all the time. Then I'm like, no, you like you have stuff you need to do. I've got podcasts I need to work on. I've got to work on like getting my tech stuff all set up on the Twitch side of things. It's I just feel like, um, you know, I left WWE and had like a couple weeks of like total downtime which stressed me out even more I didn't like having that downtime but now I'm like damn girl you put a lot on your plate right off the bat now I like I'm tired (laughs) do you ever feel guilty like you know you mentioned that you had the downtime but do you ever feel guilty when you're like oh I'm relaxing when I should probably be doing something all the time all the time whether it's just like You know, even if you're just relaxing, like, hey, should I be like going for a walk? Should I be working on something? I should be like our house needs so much like organizing. And like there's all these little like corners of the house that need to be worked on. I'm like, okay, maybe I should go do that. There's always like a cupboard that needs something to be taken care of. So, yeah, anytime I'm just like in full downtime mode, I do struggle with it a little bit. I always have like this checklist of a million different things that I need to check off. But at the same time, everyone's like, you're pregnant. Just take a nap. Don't worry about it. But my brain's still like constantly going. I love that, though. You have an excuse where you could be like, you know what? I'm just canceling the whole day. I'm just going to eat and relax. I kind of did that yesterday, and it was awesome. Oh, my God. I love that. So I have to ask you, though, I feel like as girls, you know, you talk with your girlfriends like, hey, like, you know, how would you be as a mom or, you know, your reaction if you were to ever get pregnant? We all have had those conversations with all of our friends. So, Renee, you know, the moment finally happens for you. You find out you're pregnant. What was your reaction to that? I was so excited. So I I was I just felt like. I was waiting for it to happen at some point. I was like, hey, like at some point, I'm going to become a mom. That will be the journey that I'm going to take. Uh, but then once it happened, it was like, oh, I am actually pregnant. Like, I this is a thing that's going to happen. Now there's this child that I'm responsible for forever. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, I, I tweeted out um, this morning. that I was like, oh, my God, I had a dream about changing like baby diapers. And I've never changed a baby diaper before. I've never done it. So there's so many things with babies that I've just not got to do. Um, I have very little experience with babies. So we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. But I also feel like, you know, there's so many books. There's so many movies. There's all these documentaries. There's so many things to, like, read and look into that, like, 
then that becomes overwhelming and everyone likes to like project their ideas onto you and whatever. All the um, mommy blogs. Oh my God, totally. I'm like, I, yeah, I can only imagine where that even goes once you have the baby. So I'm just trying to take it like, take it with a grain of salt. I'm a person, I've been raised by another person. Hopefully some of that has been passed down to me in some other capacity and it'll all be fine. But I, I'm also excited to see how John reacts to like having a baby in the house. Him in like dad mode is gonna be great. Oh my God, have you guys like, obviously you've talked about it, but what are some of the things that you're like, oh, I'm just like really excited for or like really excited like for yourself as a mom and also seeing him as a dad? I think the things that I'm really excited about is to like, to raise a badass girl. Like finding out that she was a little girl, I was like, yes. Like there, I just feel like there's so much knowledge and experience that I want to give to this little girl. Like I want her to like come out swinging. Like she is going to be a little badass. So I'm really excited for that aspect of it. And I think even for John too, right away, he's like, oh, she's going to be like a jujitsu champion. And she's going to be like wrestling on the mat, like right off the bat. So I think just kind of picturing this sort of like rough and tumble little girl that we're going to have. So we'll see that happens. Who knows? She might come out and be just like this sensitive, sweet little soul. But I feel like she'll be like a little mixture like piss and vinegar. <laughs> I love how guys always go like the sport route. They're like, oh, she's going to be an athlete. She's going to yeah. do this. And it's yeah. funny because that's like the, uh, the first thing that you just said John did. Yeah. Like, he's like already putting her in jujitsu and all of yeah. this, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really crazy to me, but it's so much fun though. But have you gone into like the full baby mode planning? Like, have no. you like decided like this is what the nurse nursery is going to look like. This is what the, you know, baby shower is going to look like. I've not thought about any of that stuff yet. Um, I, I should say I've not thought about it. I've thought about it, but I've not really pulled the trigger on anything. I do. I, I have to put in new floors in a couple of the spare bedrooms in our house. So I'm doing that. I literally just signed the contract to do that um, at the beginning of January. So once that's done, then I can get the nursery ready and pick out a color scheme and figure out how that's going to look. And I'm, I'm very excited to get that room put together. I always feel like when we bought this house that the room that is going to be the nursery, I think always in my head, I was like, that'll be a baby's room one day. So it's cool now to finally be able to do that. But I mean, as far as so many other things you have to think about of like, I had a girlfriend reach out to me. She's like, oh, have you thought about like a birthing plan? I'm like, oh, I know. I mean, it's just going to come out, right? Like, what kind of a plan do I need? I don't know. You push, right? I don't know. You would think so, right? But what did she say is there's obviously got to be more to that, right? Well, that we, like, we don't know about. Are you going to have a doula? Are you going to be getting the drugs, like the pain medicine? Um, which hospital are you going to have the baby at? Like all of these different things. And I'm like, oh. Right. I have these options. I have all these things that I need to like think about. Um, luckily for us, I mean, we've got so much time to think about it that I'm trying not to like, and I hope that this kind of keeps going with parenting where I'm trying not to just like overthink it. I'm trying not to be like totally obsessive about it. I do feel like now that now that I know that it's a little girl and we've like, we've got like a name picked out, we're like ready to go. And I'm like, okay, I want her to like be here. Now I'm like ready for her to be here. But That's I've got so cool. months and months to wait. So And John's going to be a girl dad. That's mm -hmm. the thing. A girl dad. I said that to him and he was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't like, he had not really heard like the term of girl right. dad. Um, but he's, he's going to be such a good dad. I am like so excited for him. I feel like he is going to like, I already know that any and all of our kids will be obsessed with him. I'll be the bad guy for sure. Yeah. He, yeah he'll be the baby face. I'll be the heel. Well, I feel like the mom always has to be the one that like really implements the rules because you're the one that's like, I know what's good for you. Like, I want what's best for you. There's always got to be the bad guy in like mom, dad situations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John just has so much more patience than I do too. He's like a very patient, his, his mood's pretty much always the same where like I can be all over the place. Uh, so yeah, I'm like, I feel like he'll just always be that like, huh, centered, centered person. Always in a good mood. Yeah, That's the kids. Good, though. It's almost like they, you know, you balance this. You're like opposites attract. Yeah. Do you believe in that? Like the whole opposites attract thing? I, I do. I don't know that it's like, I don't know that it's the thing that everybody needs, but I do feel like there's, yeah, it's nice to have that balance where one person makes up for something that the other person is maybe lacking in and vice versa. 
I do think that that, that makes for a pretty harmonious relationship. So now let's talk about the AEW reveal of how everybody oh. found out that you were pregnant. It yeah. was kind of out of nowhere. And as somebody that was watching the show, I was watching the show, I was taking my notes, I was tweeting, I'm listening to John's promo. And then all of a sudden he says, I got a pregnant wife at home. And I'm thinking, yeah. what now? Like it was <laughs> a very slow process in my brain to like really like calculate what he had just said. And it kind of seemed like everybody was like, what? Like this just came out of nowhere so Renee I gotta ask what was the like the plan and all of this was this always just like let's just throw it in there how did so you feel about the reveal not always the plan you know as it got closer that we're like hey I guess like we should be announcing it soon because I'm sure at some point people are gonna be like is she just getting really fat <laughs> like what's going on so I'm like well at some point we're gonna have to announce it and then uh, he was already in Jacksonville and he was messaging me and he was like, should I like, I think I'm just going to say it tonight. And I was like, okay, if that's what you want to do. And it like, it just took so much pressure off of me. Cause I kept thinking, I'm like, oh, I should like, I kept trying to think of how we were going to announce it. I didn't want to be like cheesy or like too over the top or too emotional or vulnerable with it. So the fact that he took those reins, and I didn't have to think about it beyond that was easy. Uh, but yeah, it was funny for me because it was such, it was almost like a throwaway line in the promo for him. He just kind of like said it and then moved on. It wasn't like the purpose of the promo, but it was such a pivotal line. And um, immediately my phone was just like, did I just hear that right? Like and my phone was just blowing up with friends being like, excuse me. Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. It was pretty cool. And it was just like nice to have it out there and, now it's it's public knowledge and people can take that information and do what they want with it but now i didn't have to worry about doing some like big fancy reveal or take a picture of like the baby inside me or whatever no gender <laughs> reveal parties no blowing up places no. none of that i no. almost feel I almost feel though that John was pre probably pretty excited to like get him wait to give out the news. That's probably why he like texted you like, hey, yeah. can I just like drop this in tonight? Yeah, I think just like that information for him too, I think, I think, I don't know if it's for all dudes, but it's like that sort of like that fear turns into excitement to like, okay, cool. Like it's such a, I mean, obviously it's such a huge deal that now to have this like life changing information, you want to tell people because you want to talk to people about it all the time. It was so, I mean, cause we had told like friends, a couple friends and family and stuff prior to announcing it, obviously. So I was like, I had a few people that I could actually talk to about it, but now that it's like open season and I can just talk to anyone about it, it's nice. That is so awesome. I'm so excited for you guys. Like, I can't wait to get like my, you know, Twitter alert where it's like, oh my God, Renee had her baby and like everything just like fireworks blowing up, you know, all of that. Um, Anita, speaking of babies, you're technically kind of giving birth to another different kind of baby next year, May 18, 2021. You have your new cookbook, Messy in the Kitchen. Tell them all of the mouth watering details about your cookbook. I loved putting this project together. I had wanted to make a cookbook for so long. This was a total passion project for me. Um, I kept kind of just putting it out into the universe. I was like, I would love to write a cookbook if anybody wants to let me do that. So I had already been kind of working on it and writing it just in my spare time, assuming that eventually someone's going to actually let me publish this book. Um, so once I got the deal and then I was just like hammering out all these different recipes, I needed between 60 and 70 recipes. And I was like, oh shit. Okay, now it's on. Now I gotta like put in the real work. So I was like trying to crank out like two, three dishes a day. Cause some of them I'd have to remake and tinker with and just try to get all the recipes as right as I possibly could without being an actual chef. Let's keep that in mind. I am not a chef. I'm just a person that likes to cook. Um, well, now but that you have a cookbook though, I think you could take the chef title, can't you? I mean, I'd say like home chef. I mean, I would never, I don't think I'd be able to pull it off in a kitchen, but uh, <laughs> I, I respect the hell out of it. I spent a lot of time waitressing, so I respect it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool putting this all together and just sort of the theme of it all for me was like, like I love having people over the house. Unfortunately, not in these days. Right. But, um, you know, I love having friends and family here. I love being able to like put out a whole feast for everybody, whether it's like, a giant fancy charcuterie board or doing like a full fancy meal and putting it all together, keeping everyone's glass full, keep the booze flowing, get some good music happening. 
So that was part of it that I really wanted to tie all together was um, having a bunch of cocktails at the back instead of uh, desserts. There's no desserts in this book. There's cinnamon rolls, but they're intended for breakfast. But you can do what you want with a cinnamon roll. Um, but yeah, there's cocktails at the back and then there's a playlist that's going to be coming with it as well. So there's a QR code that you'll be able to download, uh, that will, uh, that will lead you over to Spotify and, and get some music set up to just set a little ambiance and then a bunch of great meals to cook. So I got to ask, like, I'm completely opposite. I love food, but I don't know how to cook. I don't know the first thing about being in the kitchen. So what about for people like me that don't know anything about cooking? How easy is it going to be for us to, like, execute the recipes? And also, like, what are some of the recipes that you think are, like, the ones that you're like, oh, I can't wait for people to try these? So I think there's a little bit of everything for everyone in the sense that, like, you know, I, I, the way that I wrote about it too was very much like, I just like to cook and I like to spend time in the kitchen, but I am not trained in any capacity. So I feel like if I can pull it off, other people should be able to pull it off. It's, it's just putting in that time and effort. And that's, that's my favorite thing is just being in the kitchen, rolling up my sleeves, pouring a glass of wine and just like, okay, what's the new recipe that I want to try? Cause I mean, and I just love cookbooks. So I love getting other people's cookbooks and being like, okay, what can I make from here? So I hope people can do that with mine. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's stuff that's kind of all over the place. Of, I mean, one of my favorite dishes, it's simple, but it's something that's always just such a crowd pleaser, just making like a whole chicken. So it's a whole chicken done in a cast iron pan. There's baby potatoes all around it. So I cook the chicken, it's marinated, seasoned, et cetera, et cetera. And then once the chicken's done, you pull that out of the cast iron pan, let it sit for it's like 10, 15 minutes so the juices all stay in there. And then you take out the baby potatoes and you smash them. You smash them down, then put them back in the oven. So they, and then they like fry in the chicken fat. Wow. Amazing. It's so- I'm visualizing everything you yeah. just said right now. <laughs> it's such a great dish. But then there's like simple things, like something I'm even gonna do tonight, I love doing like sheet pan fajitas. So it's like one easy cleanup, all the peppers, onions, I usually do it with shrimp, I'm gonna do it with chicken tonight, do like a fajita seasoning on there and then just pop it in the oven for like 20, 30 minutes. Uh, and then you pretty much have a meal good to go from there. Uh, but there's like, there's soups, there's salads, there's some pasta dishes, you know, there's, there's stuff that's a little more difficult in the sense of make, like there's like a squid ink pasta, that's in there. So I have all the instructions to make the squid ink pasta, but you could also just go buy your own. Um, but all, all the instructions are in there and you can order cuttlefish ink. So it's not actually squid ink, it's cuttlefish ink, um, which is, you know, similar kind of thing. You can order it all on Amazon, gets to your house, you can prime that bad boy and then get you get this like beautiful jet black ink uh, ink pasta, and then just add in a bunch of different seafood, whether it's like lobster, shrimp, mussels, clams. It's amazing. I love it. I can, you know what? John is completely spoiled. All your friends and family are completely <laughs> spoiled. I would love to have somebody like you and my family that is making all of these marvelous dishes. Seriously. Yeah, they should be lucky. Yes, you should tell them that. Uh, Renee, are you at all a picky eater? Like, is there anything that you're like, I'm not going to touch that? Or are you just like, have it all? So I always kind of wish that I was a person that was more of a picky eater. I eat anything and everything. And like nothing's really, the only things that are like kind of off the table for me are certain pickled things. And I only, like, no, like I love pickles and I love pickled vegetables. I love like a kimchi, like things like that, that I love. But the idea of like a pickled herring or like a pickled egg, that sounds gross to me. I've never had, I have had pickled herring before and it, I did not like it. Um, but I've had a pick, I've not had a pickled egg and that kind of freaks me out a little bit. But <laughs> otherwise, otherwise I'm kind of good for whatever. So long as like, I'm down to try just about everything. So long as I know it's not going to make me sick or I'm not going to get like food poisoning from it. Like I'm down to try whatever. If I'm in like a different country or a different city, I am down to try whatever the locals are having. I love that. And that's the point, especially if you're traveling, like you got to go outside your comfort zone. Yeah, I want what they're having. I want to like go to the local restaurant, see what everybody else is having and like jump on that bandwagon. I yeah. love, I just love a food experience. I love going out to new restaurants. I love finding new places to just check out and like, and just trying to make my own things at home. But to me, food is a cool experience. And that's the best thing that I always love from, from traveling on the road for so long. 
was being in all the different cities, whether you're having like barbecue in Memphis or you're having, uh, you know, some Mexican food in California or wherever you happen to be. But yeah, there's, there's just so many amazing different food places that make me very excited. Did you have a favorite Mexican dish by any chance? Ooh, um, I, you know what? It'll always be just one of my favorite dishes in general, but huevos rancheros is one of my favorite things of all time. Love it. Anytime oh, I go that's on the menu, give me that. I want like that runny egg. I, it's, that will always be one of my favorite dishes for sure. Yes, it is fantastic. I love that. Uh, so Renee, you mentioned that you're not picky whatsoever as an eater, except for maybe the pickles. So I got to ask you a question because I got into some social media dilemmas where I posted this video of myself dipping my pizza in ranch and a lot of people were very upset about this. So no. Renee, I need to know, yes or no? I'm pro. I am pro ranch. Thank um, goodness. You know what? I always get offended when people talk shit about people that dip their chicken wings in ranch too, because I love, like, I take ranch over blue cheese all day, every day. Yeah, I just prefer it. But I think anything you want to dip your pizza into is fair game. I also love pineapple on pizza, and I don't think that I should be shamed for that. I love a Hawaiian pizza. Um, I actually had my mom, she sent me down a care package from Canada. And um, we have a pizza place there. It's called Pizza Pizza. It's just like a standard pizza joint. Uh, but they have these amazing dipping sauces, just like a creamy garlic. They've got like a ranch one. So I have a bunch of it in my fridge right now. I am all about a good pizza dipping. I completely agree with you, especially when it comes to the ranch, whether it's chicken wings or French fries or whatever it is. I love ranch. I, every salad I get, give me the ranch. <laughs> I don't want a salad with ranch on it. You're like, although it's defeating the point of like, you know, eating a salad because people do it for like healthy purposes, but then you got to put in the ranch. You got to put, or do you like croutons? Are croutons your thing? I do like croutons. I used to not like croutons, but I am very, I love a good crouton now. Yeah. Croutons are great. That's awesome. I've never met a carb I didn't like. I love it. Is there anything that you like to eat that like people around you are like, no, Renee, just please no. Like, are you mixing any like weird food combinations that you like and people just don't get it? So one of my favorite things, and this is like a thing that I usually eat when I'm by myself so that I don't get shamed for it, um, is I love having mac and cheese with um, cream of mushroom soup added to it. Oh. It's so good. It makes it so like creamy and then it just adds this extra like saltiness to it. I love it. That's like, yeah, if John's on the road and I'm just at home and I'm like, ooh, what should I have? I will indulge in that. That's something that I, I eat in like the dark that nobody can see me having, but I'm obsessed with it. I didn't even realize that it was a possibility until you just said it right now. And yeah. those are two good things. So they might just be magic together. <laughs> together. I think they're great. My mom always used to give it to us like that. Um, so I didn't invent it. I'll give her the credit on that. And I don't know where she learned that from. But yeah, that's one that I love. I also just made like a cheese and mustard sandwich the other day. And people were confused by that a little bit. I didn't think that that was weird. But just like cheese, yellow mustard on some bread. Easy. That was like a middle of the night snack too. Eating oh, in the middle of the night is a lot of fun. This Especially is fabulous. I feel bad about it. <laughs> I'm, the baby's hungry. What do you want from me? Have you had any cravings, like anything like you might have not ordinarily wanted to eat, but you're eating now? Yeah, sweets. I never have a sweet tooth. Really? Uh, never. I'm all savory. I want like chips and like, yeah, I, I love savory food. But now I'm the opposite where like last night, I just wanted grapes. I wanted grapes so bad. Uh, so I went to the grocery store today and I fulfilled my grape dreams. But I, I'm big into like fruit which I know is like not a very exciting pregnancy craving, but I, I'm into like all berries, big into melon. Um, so tons of fruit, but I also passed like the donut case. And I was like, God, I would love to have a donut right now. I did pass it up. I didn't do it. Um, but I've just been having a lot of carbs too. I feel like I can like see it in my face that I've been having carbs. <laughs> <laughs> we got to feed the baby, okay? We got to have a nice, healthy she baby girl. What she, wants. she wants what she wants. She is my daughter. She's going to like carbs. I can't deny her that. <laughs> that is so awesome. She's going to come out with like a very, like, what do you call it? Like a very good like taste palette. Yes. That's something I was actually reading about recently that I guess – I don't know if it starts happening in your second or third trimester, but I guess the food that you eat can apparently shape your child's 
taste buds to what they like and don't like, I guess. I don't know. So we'll see. That would make a lot of sense because obviously they're already being introduced to it. So it's not going to be foreign for them when they come out. It kind of makes sense. Like I get it. But so John's a very picky eater. Like he just likes sort of like he wants steak. He likes these granola bars that he likes. He likes to keep stuff very, very simple where I'm all over the place with what I'll eat. So it'll be interesting to see where this baby falls. Hopefully she's on my side. Yes, I love that. I'm in this. <laughs> so Renee, obviously we've had a lot of downtime. We kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier today as the world's changing, you know, people are living their lives differently. And I think a lot of us, you know, have been spending a lot of time in front of the TV, whether it be watching TV shows and movies and all of that. So what are some of the things that you have been currently watching right now? So at the beginning of quarantine, um, I was like, I, I don't know how it even started. I was, you know, I was just flipping through Netflix and it was one of the recommended, but it's like, oh, you should watch Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, all right, there's 17 seasons of it. So I started watching that. I, I kind of petered out a little bit after season six. And then I just recently started watching that again. Um, I do really love it. It is weird watching like a medical show while the world is falling apart mm -hmm. with this terrible, uh, illness. But, um, you know, most of them, to have nothing to do with that. But apparently season 17 is all COVID related, but I'm like 10 seasons away from that. What season so are you on right now? If I get to season 17 and we're still in a pandemic, we've got a big time issue. I hope not. <laughs> what season are you in right now for Grey's Anatomy? I'm in seven. I'm like halfway through season seven right now. Um, so I've been mostly watching that. But prior to that, I did binge Queen's Gambit. I watched all oh, of that. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Absolutely loved it. I watched The Undoing. Loved that. Also great. Um, oh, I watched Virgin River also on Netflix. Oh, I started that one. I gave up on that one. You know what? I don't. I I get it. It's not gonna knock anyone's socks off. But for some reason, I was like, okay, right, I'm just gonna watch this, and it's fine. But it. It's nothing I would be like, you have to check this out. I just kind of enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I think that's the kind of sums up everything I've been binging. For the Queen's Gambit, because that one, I got to watch that one. It was a lot of fun. But while watching it, though, like, obviously, there's a lot of chess going on. Did it, like, pique your interest to, like, start, like, Googling questions about chess? Well, I, I think, like most people, I was like, oh, I guess I should learn chess. Maybe I should buy a chess board. That should be the next thing that I do. So I went to look into it and then I was like, you're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. But John says he knows how to play chess. I've not taken him up on that, but I remember him telling me like a while ago that he, that he knew how to play chess. So if, if I could have somebody else teach me how to do it, I could be into it. Sometimes you just need a little intellectual game. Um, exactly. Yeah, I thought it, I, this show was really great. I can't think of what the lead actress's name is. On oh, yes. yeah. But she has a very interesting face. I, I love her face. Oh, like a porcelain doll. She's stunning. Yes. Yeah, she's beautiful. She's, yeah, she's really great. You know what they do say, though, and I found this as I was Googling, is that they say that if well, the second you learn all the moves to chess, chess, that all of a sudden you just become like instantly smarter. So I was like, OK, so yeah. maybe now you have to ask John about this. Yes, I should ask him. I mean, John's very smart. Uh, he's yeah, he's definitely an intellectual, I would say. So if he could like give me a little bit of that, I just don't know if that I have the patience learning something new. I love learning something new, but that seems to me like, I don't know. I'll play in a game of checkers. How about that? It's too complicated. It's too complicated. I'll, I'll sit and do a puzzle. I love to do that. I'm all about that. Renee, what would you say are some of your top favorite TV shows that you're like, just absolutely love? Ooh, um, well, one that's always sort of the standard bearer here in the in the good household is um Frasier. We love Frasier. I'm gonna watch that one next. Yeah, Frasier's great. So I used to watch it when I was younger. It used to come on, I think, after like Temptation Island or something terrible. Um, but I used to watch that all the time, and then we, you know, we both shared a bond over Frasier. So that's on in the house a lot. Um, I love watching Food Network, of course. Pete Bobby Flay, I will sit and watch that all day long. Uh, I'll get totally wrapped up in that. Um, diners, drive-ins, and dives, I love. I actually love Trisha Yearwood's cooking show, too. Trisha's Southern Kitchen. or Southern, Yeah, I think it's Trisha's Southern Kitchen. That's a great show. Um, 
Uh, we won the Holiday Baking Championship. Yes. That one's a pretty good one, too. Oh, that one's great. The only thing that kind of pisses me off about that show is that I'm not hosting it. I want to host a show like that. The hell? Yes. Yeah. I can totally see you doing something yeah. like that. Or even like Cupcake Wars. I don't know if that's still a thing. It, I don't. I mean, I think it is. I, like, I'll go do the Canada version even. Hook a sister up. I'm ready to do it. But, uh, yeah, I, I do really enjoy that show. And we are big Shark Tank watchers too. We watch Shark Oh Tank. my God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who's yeah. your favorite judge or your favorite shark? Um, uh, I think I want to say Mark. Same. But I feel Same. like everyone goes in and they really want to deal with Mark. I think Lori is so smart. I think she brings so much to the table. Mr. Wonderful's a dick, but that's just his charm. <laughs> kind of like a lovable dick, though. Like yeah. he makes oh, yeah. laugh sometimes. I like when he shoots it straight. I like that a lot. Same. Do you I ever wonder? Know. Did you know that after the people go in and they do their pitch, that there's like a whole therapy session that they have to do afterwards? Like they have to talk to therapists afterwards. Like it's no. part of the contract where because they no. want to like analyze their performance so that they don't leave like feeling like you know awful that their company essentially just got ripped to shreds or whatever. No, I mean that's because you know there's times, that, especially when people go in there and they have these like really personal ties to the show or to their um to their 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 business. business so they have these very personal ties to the business of like why they started it or what the incentive was behind it you know people go in there and then they start to tell their personal story and then they totally break down sometimes they get the deal out of that but sometimes they don't and that's like especially for people that haven't been on tv and then you have to deal with all the repercussions of that you've got social media coming at you now you're in the spotlight you're being so vulnerable in these positions that I that's actually smart that they do that. Give them a little therapy powwow to make sure that they're all right. And yeah, that's I couldn't smart. believe it. It's so yeah. shocking. Are you a Friends fan? So I'm not. I am oh not. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're one of the rare ones. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I it's just one of the, it's not that I don't like it. It's fine. It was just never a show that I got into. But when I was younger, like when it came out and I was younger, um, I've just never been into watching too many series. I've always been more of a movie fan. So I never really fully leaned into watching Friends. But John is a huge Friends fan. And he has it on all the time. And I I'm always surprised he hasn't converted you. No, I just, he tried. Not even that he tries. He just, he has it on all the time. That I'm like, I just can't really, I don't know why. I know, I feel bad because so many of my friends are obsessed with it. And I I mean, I, I I guess my biggest takeaway is that Rachel's hair was just always amazing. Always good. Yeah. She never had an off day. Always great. And yeah, there's stuff about the show that I like. It's not that I don't like it. I'm just not upset. Like, if it's on, I will for sure not stop to watch it. But right. it's on the background, like, fine. But it's just not really my cup of tea. So you mentioned that you're a bigger movie fan. What are some of the movies that you're like, I just love? These are my favorites, hands down. So um, Uncle Buck will always be one of my favorite movies of all time. Anything John Candy, I love. Um, Steve Martin, like any Steve Martin movies I love. Um, I'm also such a sucker for like Nora Ephron movies. Um, I love like You've Got Mail. Um, that's such a great movie. Um, Sleepless in Seattle will always yes. be. Like if that's on TV, I'm watching that. If that's on, on a plane, that's like my feel good movie where I'm just like, ah. Yeah, so something about Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks together is just it's the best um but then we get into like you know other sort of like heavier movies Squid and the Whale is a movie that I I always love that will always be one of my favorites um Blue is the Warmest Color is a movie that like made me sob cry but then I found out that apparently that set was pretty terrible to work on so that it was such but a dramatic movie very dramatic yeah yeah, crazy. Um, gosh, what else? I mean, I just, I just, there's, I'll sit and watch almost any movie. I love to just sit and watch movies. Um, but yeah, when you think of like the ones that you always come back to, Uncle Buck would still be at the top of my list for that. And I love Rachel McAdams. Anything Rachel McAdams is then I'll watch too. She's one of my favorites. Yes, she's yeah. fantastic. Like, I mean, there's just you can go on and on with her in terms of like list and things that um, are you a big Mean Girls fan? Of course. Yes. Yeah, you combine Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, 
and Rachel McAdams. Like, come on. And it was filmed in Toronto, which makes me extra happy. Yeah. Wednesday, yeah. we wear pink. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so good. So Renee, in my pitch to you, uh, I mentioned that we needed to discuss Lifetime movies because I know oh, that you're yeah. a fan. I'm a fan, so we need to discuss this. And I'm going to start off by asking you, what are your favorite Lifetime movies or your favorite type of Lifetime movies? Because we know there's different varieties. So I like the thriller versions. I love, um, actually, so right after I left WWE, John and I were staying in Jacksonville. And as I was trying to like get my own schedule kind of back on track and figuring out what I was doing, I would, there was a lot of marathoning of Lifetime movies. I'd wake up at like six in the morning and I'm like, hell yeah, Lifetime movie. Um, but the, I love them because they are like, they're edgier than a Hallmark movie. Uh, but they always have like these like bizarre plot twists. It's also funny to me, like the same way as Hallmark, they all use like the same actors. Yeah, they don't like to dip outside of their like casting pool, which always cracks me up. Um, but yeah, I love I just I love like the thriller aspect of it of like, psycho girlfriend or like adopted kid goes wild, like just these like crazy stories. I can't think of like actual titles off the top of my head. Um, There's so many of them. You don't even know the titles. You just continue watching them. There's so many, um, but yeah, yeah, definitely like the thriller side of things is where is where I lie with the with the Lifetime movies. What about you? Do, oh, okay. So mine are definitely like the true crime ones, the ones where like, uh, oh God, I, for, I forget which one is uh, Amanda Knox. Was she the one that oh, yeah. from Italy? Yes. Friend? Yes. Like those ones, like the Jody Arias ones. I love those ones. Like Those are spectacular. Yeah. Yes. True crime is way up my alley. I love that stuff. Or like the ones where like the husbands have a secret life where they yeah. like have a double family. How do you pull that off? It's fascinating. Yeah, it's really crazy. Or like, uh, you know, just like the ripoffs of other movies too, of like a single white female play or like, you know, stuff within that vein. I love do you ever get paranoid after watching these Lifetime movies where you feel like, A, someone has a secret life, or B, the exact same thing that happened to this lead character is going to happen to me? So I've not thought that ever after watching them, but I do remember when, when John and I watched the movie Gone Girl, and uh, and she turned into a full psycho. It was right after I cut my hair into a bob haircut. I remember John being like, <gasps> Are you a crazy <laughs> I see the similarities. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, you, you just honestly, like, you just never know. Like, for honestly, like, for me, I just think that Lifetime movies kind of teach you some lessons. Like, you got to, you just never know who you're going to meet in life. So you got to be prepared. You got to keep your head on a swivel. That's for sure. You can't just take everybody at face value. Exactly. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, Renee, also, when I reached out to you, by the way, first of all, I didn't, did I even say thank you yet for saying yes to me to doing well, this interview? First of all, you got to respect someone's just like, I'm taking my shot. I want to do this interview. Like, of course, because you know what? I mean, I rely on stuff like that so often and sometimes it just works. You know, sometimes you, you just got to put it out there. If you don't put it out there, it's never going to happen. So kudos. Yes. Okay. So enough people started tagging me on it. I'm like, oh, shit. all right, well, let's do this interview. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm either going to put this out there and I'm going to look really embarrassing. I'm going to look like a total loser, no. whatever, or she's going to respond. And I kind of like, I was like, oh, she's probably not going to respond, blah, 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 whatever. Right. But the cool thing is though, that the reason, like one of the reasons that I definitely wanted to talk to you, and besides the fact that I respect your career and all of that stuff was that you and I have something major in common. And we've talked about this when we first met over at the SoFi Stadium for WrestleMania 37, and that is Taylor Swift. We're both these, and it makes me so happy. So I got to ask you, how, how did you become a Taylor Swift fan? So I think initially, it, it, I feel like it was almost a slow burn for me to become a Taylor Swift fan. And I think now, especially the artist that she is now, also kudos to this new album dropping tonight. I can't oh, even believe that. What was your reaction to that? Um, I just think it's fantastic. I think she is obviously such a hard worker. She's an incredible artist. Um, I love just how much, not, I mean, she's been through hell and back having to deal with a bunch of different career 
issues and whatnot. But the fact that she is not disheartened by these things and still really wants to tell her stories and be, be a storyteller and write all these beautiful songs and even like re-recording them and then releasing the, the studio sessions on Disney Plus. Um, I love that she's just always looking for new ways to, I don't think she's like reinventing herself. I think it's just like the, the layers of the onion continue to unpeel with her. And we, she grew up in front of our eyes and she seems to have kept her shit together while being ridiculed at every single corner. Every, every single thing that she's had to come across, she gets ridiculed for. So it's cool to see that she has taken a bit of a step back. She's not in the public eye the way that she used to be. And it seems like she's definitely like stepped away from that a little bit. And just seems like she's working on just her art form alone. And I love that. I think it's so cool. And then we all just get to reap the benefits of these beautifully crafted songs. It's it's wonderful. And I'm so happy that like people and obviously so many people recognize everything that you just said, where it's like she goes through so much hell and even her fans like being a you know lifelong Taylor Swift fan. Like I have to hear it like left and right. People are like, oh, like, you know, she's a snake. She's this. And I'm like, do you guys even like read? You don't know people, you know, and that's the thing too. It's like when someone's in the public eye like that and you, we only have so much information as well, but it's so easy to paint someone, especially a woman as being a bitch or too controlling or boy crazy, which is like, Oh my God, is there anything worse than trying to label a woman as that? Cause she's dated people that are also celebrities. Like, Shut the F up. Or she only writes songs about her exes. Without an ex, she can't write a song. So that's what I found really interesting of watching her studio sessions in, um, uh, on Disney Plus, where she was talking about listening to, God, I think it was Patty Griffin, and how she would weave these stories just about other people. And this was her first time uh, with writing folklore of sort of inventing different characters and giving them storylines and whatnot. So I think there's something really cool about that side of that growth and development of an artist to see finding a new angle to come at, especially when we're all like sitting in quarantine. And maybe for her, she's in like a happy, nice relationship right now. Yeah, she totally yeah, is. And we're not is that a heartache. That's we know that that's not new information. Exactly. And even like when she uh, wrote Death by a Thousand Cuts for the Lover album, I everybody was like speculating, oh, my God, did her and Joe break up, blah, right. blah, blah. She comes out and she's like, no, I just love writing breakup songs. And I wanted to see if I still had it in me. And she <laughs> did. And she put it out there. Yeah. And but it's so cool, though, that like, yeah, like she brings out, you know, she she with folklore, she doesn't necessarily, she didn't necessarily take stories from like, you know, the tabloids. And obviously they're in there with songs like Mad Woman and My Tears Ricochet. Yeah. So we know that. Uh, but Renee, what is your favorite song off the folklore album? Ooh. Um, I mean, My Tears Ricochet is definitely one that I really like. Um, the one I really like. Um, the one is fantastic. The one is really great. Um, hold on, let me pull it, pull it up so I can make sure I don't get like names wrong. Go for it. Uno momento, because I feel like I mean, as I was watching the the Disney Plus deal, as it, it's like on here right now. Oh, <laughs> Exile! I love Exile. The guy, uh, yes. homeboy from Bonnie Bear's voice is so cool, and she wrote that with Joe, right? Yeah, she finally when she broke, she revealed the news on that Disney Plus session yeah. thing that she yeah. did, and everybody had speculated, but I never thought she would actually confirm it. Yeah, I know. It's really cool. I like that. I like that openness, too. Um, this is me trying. I really like Invisible String. I like I don't love the last great American Dynasty. I don't know why. It's just a song I don't love. It's it's different. It's it's different. I think that one, it's like either a hit or miss for some people. It's a story. And that's that's the whole point. It's like a story about somebody else and the storytelling. And it's great. But uh, yeah, it's, it's not my favorite of them. But the other ones I love. So obviously we're, you know, we just had folklore. We're getting evermore. There's so many other albums out there. Lover, Reputation, 1989, Fearless, Red, Debut, so many. Which album do you think is your favorite or that you just like love? And then also like your favorite song, even if it's like not on folklore. So I actually really love the Lover album. Yes. Yeah, it's a nice album. album. Really great. Um, there's there's just so many songs on there that I love like Afterglow, False God. Um, it's nice to have a friend. There's these songs that I just think are so sweet and cool. 
1989, I really love as well. I mean, it's just crazy looking at her discography about how many hits she has. Like she is such a bona fide star. It's so undeniable that she has just so much crazy talent. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to look at this and like really decide. I mean, she has, Speak Now's got some bangers on it. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> Speak Now, that was my favorite album all the yeah. way up until she came out with Reputation. Unfortunately, I had to replace Speak Now. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I can't wait to get your thoughts afterwards or like read your tweets on what you think about Evermore because I can't wait to find out what songs, what, what it's going to sound like, what's yeah. going to be on there. We'll find out tonight, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Renee, I do want to ask you, though, if you have any other pop girls that you're a fan of, like, I don't know, Miley, Camila, Demi, Billy. Like, there's so many. Lana, Lord. Yeah, I mean, there is there is a ton. I mean, people that I'm really into and have been into for a couple of years. Um, I love Maren Morris. I know she falls into the pop category, more like the countryside, but still very poppy. Um, I love Casey Musgraves a lot, too. I think Billie Eilish is amazing. Um, I love Haley Williams too. If she falls in that pop category, I think she kind of does. Um, her album is one that I listened to a lot when it dropped. Um, and, and even the way she released her album too, and like the different parts and different chunks and whatnot. I think she's such an amazing talent. Um, gosh, who else? I'm a huge Lady Gaga fan. I love Lady Gaga. Yeah, I think she's fantastic. She's somebody who um, that makes up a, a majority of my workout playlist is some Lady Gaga. Her whole album, her whole album, The Fame, is my life. Like that's one of my top ten favorite albums. That yeah. album. she's incredible. She's so good. She's, I mean, yeah, she's she's also just one of those like undeniable talents. She changes, she grows, she evolves. Um, I yeah, I, I'm just such a huge fan of her work too. She's somebody when she was doing a residency in Las Vegas. I'm devastated I didn't get to go. I know. But, yeah, I really but wanted to see that. This year has really sucked because obviously COVID, but in the concert world, like I had tickets for Billy's concert. I had tickets for Loverfest and I mean, just wiped out, you know? I know it's sad. It is such a bummer. It really is. It really is. Um, yeah. Renee, we're going to go into our last portion of the interview. And this oh. is essentially the lightning round game where I'm going to ask you 10 questions. You answer them however you want. Just 10 extra questions to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, here we go. Alrighty, so are you guys ready for lightning round with Renee Paquette? Yeah. Yes. All right, let's do this. I always I always forget to cue the graphic up like right at that point. That was perfect. Here we go. Question number one. If you were a wrestler, what would your entrance song be? Ooh, probably Killer Queen by Queen. Yes. Question two. Favorite breakfast dish? Huevos rancheros or just a runny egg with some toast. Yes. Runny egg. Team eggs. Yeah. Team eggs. <laughs> uh, question three. If you formed a band, who would be the other three members in it? Ooh. Are we talking other musicians or I'm just winging it? It could be anything you want. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Bowie, Noel Gallagher, and Prince. Perfect. Question number four. If you could win any award for anything, what would it be? I want to win an Emmy. I really would like to win an Emmy. I've not ever even been in a position to be considered for an Emmy and it kind of guts me. So I would love to win an Emmy at some point. Yes, you should. I know you can. <laughs> Question <laughs> number five. What is the best flavor of potato chips? All dressed, baby. Question number six. What's been your all-time favorite career moment? Ooh, gosh. Um, oh my God, that's a tough one. It's hard to like narrow them down. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with um, being the first female to perform in Saudi Arabia with WWE. Amazing. Yeah. Question number seven, best city you have ever visited and the place you'd most like to visit? Uh, best city I've ever visited would be, um, oh gosh, it was in Portugal. Oh, I can't think of the city in Portugal. I'll have to circle back around to that. Okay. It blew my mind. Um, and the uh, place that I most like to visit, um, I would love to go to, um, oh my gosh, I'm like drawing all these blanks on, on these names of like European cities. It's uh, the Amalfi Coast in Italy. I would love to go there. I've not been. The pictures look amazing. It looks insane. I would love to go there. 
Question eight, you're shopping for clothes. What is the first category you search? Jackets. Question nine, what are you currently obsessed with? Fruit, I guess. <laughs> I know you just had the great gravy. I'm very into fruit right now. I love <laughs> fruit. <laughs> and last question, question number 10, what are your 2021 goals? Um, I think just to keep growing and keep finding new footing and figuring out what my path is going to be like on the other side of WWE. It's been a little bit now and I've got some new projects on the way, obviously. Um, so just kind of growing and nurturing those projects and seeing where those land and hopefully land on some kind of a food network deal. Not even like a deal, but just like I want to be like a guest judge on something or like just something fun like that, you know? Manifest it. Put it yes. out there. Yes. I Exactly. firmly believe that we will see it. You know, do you do vision boards? I don't, but I know I should. I just started journaling. I heard that's good too. I don't journal, but I'm starting to. Yes. If you put it out there, you just never know what's going to happen. Renee, I want to thank you so much for doing this interview with me for, uh, you know, saying yes. And then coming out here and giving me all the time that you did. I really, really yes. appreciate it. Before we go, please feel free to plug in anything that you want. And then I'm also going to go ahead and put the links in the description box below. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of checked it off that my book, Messy in the Kitchen, comes out May 18th. You guys can pre-order that on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, on Indigo. Um, and you guys can check out my podcast, Oral Sessions. That drops every Tuesday. You can get that anywhere that you guys get your, uh, your podcasts. Awesome. Thank you so much, Renee. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Please give this video a like. Subscribe to the channel. And in the description box, I am going to put all of the links where you can find all of Renee's work, all of her social media, and all of her projects. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling, commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.